Welcome to All Electric Conversations, where we talk with pioneers in traveling with electric vehicles. We're your hosts, Katie and Steve Krivolovic of the All Electric family. From road trips and towing to daily life, we'll hear stories of wanderlust and progress to inspire your own adventures with All Electric Conversations. Welcome back to another All Electric Conversations podcast. I am Katie Krivolovic. I am Steve Krivolovic. And today it's going to be a little bit different than our normal podcast because usually we have a guest on to come and chat with us about their adventures and what they've been doing with their electric vehicle and towing and all their adventures. But today we just wanted to sit down and chat, just the two of us, and talk about some of our takes on some of the things happening in the EV world. <laughs> so today you're going to find out how we feel about the current state of charging yeah dc fast charging and specifically um well we'll talk about how we feel about how it's going for us with our rivian r1t and our lightning and also how we feel it compares to the tesla network which we have also had vehicles on the tesla network so we'll talk about both of those things all right so let's get into it all right so Obviously, we just said we've had a Tesla and we have the Rivian and the Lightning. So we had a 2012 Tesla Model S mm -hmm. and a 2020 Tesla Model X long range. Yes. So and we had the 2012. We got that in 20. Was it 15? No, because that was the year Oliver was born. I think it was like 17. Okay. So we got it in 2017 and... The infrastructure has changed a lot since. A lot. So, um, that was one of the reasons we got rid of it was because of the infrastructure. And so... Yeah, we had young kids and I we were driving back and forth very frequently at that point in our life from Lincoln, Nebraska to Kansas City. So we were going back and forth to see my family and your family. Some of your family was down there. So we were going back and forth a lot. So... Steve loved that car and would have never given it up, except I got tired of, <laughs> of waking up kids that were napping to stop and charge the car because we couldn't even get from Lincoln to Kansas City on a good, nice, bright, sunshiny, warm day. So Yeah, on those nice days, we had to stop for like 15 minutes in St. Yeah. Joe, but we would get to our destination with not much charge and so then yeah. i'd have to figure out how to charge it and even then at that time there was only one supercharger i believe in kansas city I think so. and now there's three to four yeah. maybe even more at this point i don't know yeah. so it, a lot has changed in five to six years um and maybe that influences what we think about charging too because we've known that piece of it when it mm -hmm. wasn't as good and as strong as yeah. what it is now yeah, and I, I, I was okay with that, you know, figuring that out. I did have to go, because at that time it was only the Chatamo mm -hmm. adapter for the Tesla, Big where your thing. parents, yeah, yeah, where your parents lived. And yep. so I would just go to uh, the grocery store and get us coffee in the morning and sit there for a while. Uh, for over an hour to get a certain amount of charge mm -hmm. so we could do our things during the day. I've always been fine with that stuff, um, so but you, you were not. And to be fair, too, during that period, that winter 
there was a lot of cold weather too to yeah. be fair to that car it was negative two negative four degrees a lot of times and and the cars then weren't as efficient no. and so the they didn't have the heat pump that they do now, well, at least the Teslas. And so I will stick up for that car and say, <laughs> you know, it, it, it was, uh, you know, some of the first uh, Teslas that came yeah. out and, and didn't have the infrastructure quite yet. Now, even in that car, if it even had 150,000 miles on it, that'd be a super easy road trip because you yeah. stop in St. Joe, it's a supercharger now, and you would stop there for 30 minutes maybe, and you'd have enough charge it your parents house yeah uh, you know to go do the things and y you'd on your way out there's a supercharger now on your way out of kansas city so you just stop there for a little bit and you know it it would be a lot easier at this yeah. point yeah well and i think too it when you have the little ones and they need to sleep and like they just fell asleep and then you have to stop and charge it does get a little frustrating but I mean, that happens in a gas vehicle too, you know, yeah. or inevitably someone has to go to the bathroom because yeah. we had two toddlers on top of the the yeah. baby. So it was just like, you know, looking back, I was probably a little irrational about it because of where I was in my sleep deprived mom life at that point. But, um, well, what was the other vehicle we had at that time? Was that the Escalade? So yeah. I probably just wanted to drive the Escalade. <laughs> Yeah. Because so. that was like, up until the Rivian, it was my all-time favorite vehicle, like of all time, was that Escalade. Oh, so, uh, so I, beautiful, amazing I love that vehicle, so. yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I was probably a little biased, too, because I was like, <laughs> why are we not driving that? And I just wanted to drive the Tesla yeah. everywhere. I mean, we took it down to uh, my Branson. family reunion yep. down in Branson, and so, it, and it it highlighted all the problems with bad infrastructure to it take did. it back to charging because even on that trip we had I had to get a taxi I had to take it there charge and we, we've always found stuff to do when charging even then yeah. early on so we went to was the Bass Pro Shop Museum whatever that's called yeah it's there. the big well it's the one that's associated now I'm not going to remember the name of it but it's associated with like a fisherman yeah it's the big aquarium yeah. yeah and that's what we put in that video we mm -hmm. didn't actually say that we were driving uh tesla, tesla yeah it's kind of funny um funny now <laughs> yeah. and, and so i had to do a taxi back yeah and, and so uh that. yeah back and forth we found something to do and then went down to branson and i do remember having to leave the car at Tanger Outlet Malls uh -huh. overnight to get it yep. uh, charged up before we left too. So and at that point, I would like have nothing to do with the charging of that car. Like I would not take it to a charger. I would not, you know. I think you wanted me to go to Tanger like when we were shopping, and you wanted me to drive the car. And I think I did it like really hesitantly, like to go <laughs> shopping. You were like, "You're going there anyway. Why won't you just go plug in the car?" And I did not want to deal with it at all at that point. <laughs> which is funny it is funny because looking back on it it's so much better and so much easier than like it's way more pleasurable to go plug a car in than to get gas in the car yeah <laughs> you know so like why would i not do that i yeah i think i just had it out for for some reason but well i mean 
the infrastructure was a yeah. negative thing. And so fast forward six years and not we feel the, like we can get anywhere <laughs> with with the with a lot of the network. Yeah. Um, the Tesla network is far superior in it reliability. Is. Yes. And they say that public charging, there's more stations that does not feel that way. No. Um, you know, well, I guess maybe, maybe that's because yeah. of the reliability and the speed of charging. Well, and then, you know, we, we live in an area where, you know, it's not as built out yet either because we can make the trip to South Dakota in a Tesla. You cannot make a trip out to Rapid City, South Dakota yeah. in a CCS vehicle without having to stop at campgrounds and stuff. There is not the charging up there. And we're along, Is it I-90? Is that the one? I believe that's yeah. I-90. But that's even without uh, towing, towing and yeah. trailer. Yeah, so, that is just flat out yeah. driving. It's unfortunate it um, is so maybe that's a reason why we feel like there's not as many because maybe in our area there actually is not yeah because i mean that that was we made it in be, a tesla yeah towing towing yeah yeah towing <laughs> so yeah I mean, maybe it's different in our area but and then also the speed of the chargers too yeah around here you have electrify america you have to go three and a half hours to get an EV Go station that's comparable to yeah. Electrify America. And so we can't really speak too much about EV Go because the only time we've no. charged on it, it works. Yeah. We've seen other people have trouble with it, but that's not been our case. Uh, Electrify America has always been yeah. problematic for us. And but it's also the most common yeah. one in our area. Yeah. We essentially have Charge Point and Electrify America, and, and that's it. <laughs> and your charge points are going to be your 50 to 60 yeah. uh, kilowatt chargers. So yep. they're a bit slower uh, on our last towing video. That's what we had to hit there and yep. back. So, which they're usually, I mean, we, in our experience, they've been relatively reliable, those 50 kilowatt they have chargers. Been very reliable. And so, like, you know, when you're going into those areas, it's all that's there. Like, yeah. it is that one 50 <laughs> kilowatt charger, and that is it. You're lucky if there's even another J1772 yeah. anywhere around it. So, you want it to be reliable. So, it's been great that it's been reliable, but it is slower, and we do have to sit there for a while and mm -hmm. plan some things out. So, um, yeah, I mean, but it's, it, it is great that they're there because there were places that we thought we weren't going to be able to go. And then we started digging in and we're like, oh, well, there's some, you know, charge point 50 kilowatts, so we can do it. We're just going to have to take a little bit longer to get there. And, and that was towing. Mm -hmm. If we were dr flat out driving, it would have been. Oh, to Kansas city, we can make it yeah. all the way. Yeah, it's exactly. It's yeah. So. Yeah. And I, I will kind of go back to the charge point us saying it's reliable there has been that trip thanksgiving in saint joe the charge point charger was oh, down right. so well, and that's why we down. had to yeah that's yep. what i've uh saw in the comments recently yeah. i have not checked that myself but no it 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 so the reliability i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah again because we had to drive really slow on that trip too. And we'll try to link all of these up in our iCard so that, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can find them. Um, so you can see those stories unfold. But we had to drive really slow on that trip to Kansas City mm -hmm. on Thanksgiving because uh, 
where we had to stop was how how many miles? I don't even 60 remember. Sixty some now. miles, but then it was a hundred. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a hundred and I can't remember. Hundred and thirty or so. Yeah. At the top of our range of where we can get while we're towing. And then on top of that, I think we had a pretty strong wind. And so like we just yeah. had to it was go slow. Well, our average speed was, was forty seven. <laughs> well that's what it's that's what it says, and that's a bit deceiving because it I don't know. It always seems a lot slower. We were going 55 on the interstate. So. Yeah, but on I, the interstate, 55 is still not the most fun thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I creeped up to 60 every Did once you? in a while. So yeah. it was just, you know, yeah, 55 on the interstate. I mean, minimums 40, 45. But yeah. anyways, it would have been a lot easier if we could have charged there and also yeah. in St. Joe. And... Potentially, we could have just went all the way to St. Joe and went there. Yeah. Um, but those are still slower mm -hmm. DC fast chargers at yeah. the 60 kilowatts. Well, and for us, I mean, it seems like, you know, Lincoln to Kansas City is a three-hour trip. And it seems like, okay, I, we could make that all in one shot. But the truth of it was, was that our kids, somebody needed to go to the bathroom or whatever. So we would always just stay to wait till st joe and then no matter what we would stop in st mm -hmm. joe and get a charge when we had the tesla um just because we knew somebody was gonna have to go to the bathroom so it was a better place for us to stop and then we would go on yeah so like you know it didn't change i mean even when we had a gas vehicle we were still stopping somewhere like between rockport and st joe somewhere in there stopping to go to the bathroom so it was it didn't change our habits any to to stop at that saint joe one after we um after the kids were you know grown and not taking naps anymore but um i'm talking more recent time frame um so having that one in saint joe like having a fast charger in saint joe and is the one in saint joe the ccs is that it's a 50 kilowatt one again right yeah it might be 62 and yeah half, but so yeah. like why can't we get a fast charger in well joe? It's a good, it needs a that would be a great connection from Omaha Council Bluffs area yeah. to Kansas City. They did for a little bit. EVGo showed up at the where Highway Two meets I twenty nine. It showed up saying that that was going to be a spot they were going to put one, and then it disappeared. I called the gas station and everything, and they knew nothing about it. And uh, of course, being in the Midwest, they're like, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, EVGo was, they're going in with Pilot, I believe, oh, and there's yeah, a Pilot there. Yeah, there and is. And so that's what they were yeah. going to put there was, but anyway. Which I'm not sure how I even feel about that because like going to the big tr truck stops, that's when like stops would take so long, even in a, in our diesel truck, like the truck stops yeah you know so is that gonna what is that gonna turn into even longer charge stops just because things are so busy that's my that's gonna be my question about it to be interesting to watch and see oh you're talking about once there becomes more yeah like at the pilot chargers. stations and stuff like or not chargers more evs is that what you're talking well, yeah about? like evs or even just the busyness of you know so like you try to go in and grab something and there's oh, a giant line and all of that stuff but It'll be interesting to see how that... It might work out better because they got more parking lot. It, so, it might. Especially for towing. So we'll Yeah, see. that's true. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Because, like, think about EVGo in Kansas City at Oak Park Mall. That, yeah. I, you'd have to drop your trailer. You, and you might drop your trailer, like, pretty far away. Yeah. You know, so... 
Yeah, because it, it's a busy... Well, it's right by the doors going yeah. into Oak Park Mall. <laughs> Which is great if you want nice parking when you're yeah. charging. I think but... that's the idea, but, <laughs> yeah. but that's not, you know... You'd have to go there late at night, too. Yeah, so. yeah. Anyways, with the with the EV Go, we've always had success with Yeah, that. we have. Yeah. We have. Kind of jumping around. But... I know. But overall, so overall, how do you feel about the state of fast charging? Um, for somebody like me that researches the heck out of stuff, like before a trip, during a trip, all that, it's not as bad for... It's, you know, coming from a person that had to have their vehicle towed, I, I get that. <laughs> but I'm also a risk taker, too. Yeah. And so that's what happened on that trip. I'm, you know, fully aware of how I operate. It's, you know, it's, you know, I, I'm okay with a bad outcome because I can figure it out. Yeah. So th that's bad outcome in a sense of charging. I'm not trying to be unsafe or anything. It's yeah. Just, so, with that being said, it is frustrating that I have to be that way. Yeah. And I don't have to be that way. I'd be that way anyways. I was that way with the Tesla. I was that way yeah. with anything. But if somebody isn't willing to do that, it's a bad state. Yeah. It, if you're not comfortable charges. taking a risk, yeah. then it, it is a bad state. Like. Especially in the Midwest where, yeah. you know, there isn't another option. You know, you're you're plugging into that one or you're plugging into a J1772 and you're stuck there for, you know, hours to get a charge. Like, you're taking a risk to yeah. go out and, and drive your vehicle somewhere. And, you know, so you have to, you have to be willing to yeah. make that, that risk. And, you know, again, it's kind of the same thing. I would say, like, personally for myself, like, it's not that bad. We have been, always been able to get to the places that we want to go. Mm -hmm. So if you look at it on that grand, like, big picture piece, yeah. then, no, it's not that bad. We can go where we want to go. But then you start digging into it yeah. more and more, and then that's where I think the problems start to arise and come out, and you start to say, okay, so maybe it's not that great. You know, you don't have as fast of a charger as you want. You don't have a choice in where you go to charge. You just have to go to one yeah. particular charger. When you plug in, it might not charge the way you want it to the first time around. Um, you have to have a backup plan, you know? Like, there has to be, you have to know, okay, if this doesn't work, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? You can't just, you know, go another couple miles down the road and plug into a different charger and, and yeah. stay on your way. So, you know, I think, but I think we've always had a pretty optimi optimistic outlook on a lot of things yeah. in life. Like we're, we're going to choose to see the bright side versus yeah. seeing the, the bad yeah. side of it. I mean, and, and like you said, us being a little bit more risk takers and a little bit more adventurous, you know, like we're like, okay, let's go see, let's go figure it out. Let's go do it. This is fun. This is exciting for us. We're learning something new and then we can go and we can give that information to other people mm -hmm. and help them. So it's easier for them. Um, so I think we're going to have a pretty optimistic outlook yeah. <laughs> on it. But um, I think when you get down to the nitty gritty of it, it is pretty bad. And yeah. I mean, 
we do make fun of it a lot. Yeah. But I think that's also part of how we cope with things like that. When we're like, this is stupid. So then we just, you know, make videos of, you know, like shorts that are like that feeling you get when Electrify America works the first time or, you know, whatever else. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it is us dealing with the state of the current charging situation. So, yeah, with the DC faster, the public charging is a bit hit or miss. Yeah. And hit or miss in a bunch of different areas that we've already touched on. Yeah. Reliability, speed, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it, it it's frustrating that they just can't get it right. Yeah. Because... Tesla's been doing it for so long, but anyway. We've watched them evolve even over the five, six years that we have owned a Tesla. And we'll go back to, we live in the Midwest, and so that, you know, plays a big role too, where they have less of, you know, Tesla uh, superchargers are less around here than they are everywhere mm -hmm. else. And so we've seen it evolve quite a bit around here. And, yeah. we, you know, the reliability is always there. We haven't yeah. ever had a problem. We waited maybe one time, and that was maybe twice. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But that was down in, was that Memphis, Tennessee? I believe so. And, you know, it wasn't, and there's a place, we had to eat anyways, and we had to yeah. do this other stuff, and so. I think it was a little bit older charger, too, wasn't it? Like it was, it yeah. So people were having to charge longer to get the charge that they needed. Yeah. Had it been a faster mm -hmm. one, there pro it probably wouldn't have been a wait. No. Um, but, yeah, I, like, we never, we never couldn't get a charge. And that's not to say that it was completely perfect, though, because we did. So the frustrating part about a Tesla charging is, is you're, chugging right along and you're charging at high speeds and it's going great and then somebody who doesn't know any better pulls in next to you and plugs into the same yeah. cassette and then you're like <sighs> and there's open chargers available mm -hmm. so then you get up and you move to go get fasting fast charging again um so that we did do that yeah. a lot and there was I also times a lot but yeah we had <laughs> you to. probably did it more than you you remember because i would be like are we really moving? Like, <laughs> why are we moving right now? Um, Gotta have the speed. And, and the cords would get hot and limit yeah. charging. We were wrapping the cords and stuff for a while there mm -hmm. with, you know, when it was getting hot. So was it significantly better than reliability-wise than the, you know, CCS network is? Yes, but it wasn't, like, fully even the split charging is faster than those charge points. well i know yeah it is but <laughs> like it it was annoying you know to deal yeah. with when you're a tesla owner it's a, it's annoying to deal with when yeah. you're like dude and then you don't want to be like just so you know <laughs> yeah. like you don't want to be that guy yeah but they're building tons and tons of Tesla chargers <laughs> out there, DC fast chargers, and it doesn't appear that way in the public charging infrastructure. Yeah, I mean, if you look on PlugShare coming soon, there there's quite a bit, but I still see that there, I mean, there's one up in South Dakota, it's like a 24 kilowatt, yeah. and they're calling that DC fast charger. I've, 
I feel like at this point they shouldn't even call it that. No. Uh, I mean. Because <laughs> that's going to take, I mean, four hours to charge your car. I think anything under 50 needs to not yeah. be listed as a DC fast yeah, charger. But even 50. Yeah, as big as the batteries are getting. Yeah. Maybe even, but whatever. Or at least like, let's have stages of DC fast yeah. chargers. Like this is a slow DC fast charger. I mean. I know we start to get more and more complicated with all like people remembering what's good and what's not. But once you get into it and you figure it out, it's mm -hmm. really not that hard. It's just like the octane of gas that you're putting yeah. in your vehicle. So it's not that hard. So, you know, I feel like even if it's just on PlugShare, if PlugShare just says, okay, this is an orange one that's, you know, kind yeah. of fast. This is, a yeah. you know, whatever it is yeah. so that people can more easily tell. But I mean... Yeah, I I do wish that they would put more of the CCS chargers in that are good quality, high, fast chargers. Which are? Like 100 <laughs> kilowatts or more. <laughs> but who makes these oh, chargers? Who makes these? I don't know. I, you, Tesla? I think we're going to have to see... Uh, the, my take has always been we're going to have to have somebody that is involved in the success of the cars yeah. take on the success of the chargers because people are not going to go buy EVs if they can't rely on a charging network. Yeah. And so that I think that's why it works for Tesla is because they have direct skin in the game. If their chargers don't work, their cars don't sell. You know, and that's my take. And so, like, is someone like, you know, Rivian's trying to do their part yeah. by putting yeah. chargers in. And so... Is it going to be like somebody like Rivian that goes in and puts in the CCS chargers that makes it work because yeah. they have skin in the game? Is that what it's going to take? I... <laughs> Could be. I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting. And so what what do you feel like, you know, we talked about all the problems and all that stuff. I asked the question, what chargers? But what needs to change to make them more reliable and actually you know expand more because if reliability was there yeah i mean you almost have to have rely in my eyes you almost have to have reliability first yeah and then be able to expand so yeah i no, i think one needs to change to make reliability possible i mean that's just a million dollar question, isn't it? I don't know. You're, you're going to have to have, I think you're going to have to have teams of people that are out there constantly working and checking on the chargers, which is obviously going to increase the price of charging because they're going to have to build that in. It's not just an energy cost. It's a maintenance cost. It's all that stuff, um, which I think I like personally, I am fine with it costing more to than what it does right now, as long as it means that it works. Like, I get frustrated when we pull up to a charger that's not working and it's free. Yeah, okay, that's great. But, like, I would rather be paying for it to the charge yeah. so that somebody could come out and fix it than be getting a free charge, you know? like. Yeah, so the what I'm hearing is the profitability. And I, I yeah. do think that that's something, as you dig more into it, is there's no profits to be had so yeah. why an why owner would operator yeah. would keep things running efficiently 
which is, is it tough. goes back into the it being from the companies that build the cars because then it goes into their profits of their cars, right? Like, I mean, that's how I see it. Well, I mean, it, it's kind of what you said in my how I see it business model wise would be you have to make a profit, mm -hmm. so you have to charge more in order to keep reliability and yeah. maintenance up and so i think that you're going to start running into depending upon where gas prices go not to compare it to that but you're going to see that the price of it's going to be close to the same but and do you care on a road trip if it's close to the same no i don't at yeah, all i don't either because i'm charging for or i'm I'm fueling up for so much less at home. Yeah. I don't care that I have to pay those prices when I yeah, go Yeah, even out. if I have to pay more on a yeah. road trip, I'm fine with yeah. that. I, I would understand if you are only filling up at DC Fast Chargers, how that, could be, yeah. how that could be annoying. But that's unfortunately the state that we're at. Yeah. And until you can build an actual unit that needs no maintenance or something along that lines, mm -hmm then you, you, you can't charge, you know, you have to charge more yeah. to actually make it worth it. And, and wild. it could be, it could be a, a problem of at this point, like there's just not enough EVs to make it profitable. If they were constantly full, like gas stations are constantly full, then maybe you could be charging the prices that you're charging now and still keep up the reliability just because it's it's a yeah, it's know. a volume you know you just have enough volume us, yeah. to do it to do that where you're trying to maintain these chargers where somebody's coming in and think about north platte nebraska right like how many charges do you think that thing gets on it in a day like most of the day, maybe one or maybe two of those chargers are being used. I mean, a lot of the times we pull up and they, those chargers are empty, right? So they're just sitting there empty, wearing down in the weather and all that stuff and not bringing any money in for maintenance. Yeah. So if you get the volume where it's constantly full, where it is being used more, but you're also just bringing in more revenue. Yeah. You know, I mean, so maybe we're in this awkward stage where oh, we are. it's, you know, but once we get to the volume, it'll be easier to maintain. Yeah, where it's, it's actually conducive to have a charger and you can yeah. make money off of it. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. You would have hoped that some of these uh, bigger operators like Electrify America or EVgo you know, would understand that they need a lot more capital in the beginning. I mean, Electrify America basically had a ton of capital. Um, but anyways, and then carry the losses through until, you know, EV adoption, you know, became it's a that thing. Point. Yeah, yeah, whatever that inflection point is. I don't know the answer to that, but yeah, that, so. But if they want to make money, and keep things reliable. Yeah. Like you're not going to make money if people pull up there and you know don't get a charge. No, no. You're not going to make money if you don't have the confidence of taking a road trip and, yeah. and going to these DC fast chargers. 
because if I have an Escalade like we had back then, we would have taken that. Yeah. If the reliability wasn't there at all with the Tesla, mm-hmm. we would have been driving that vehicle. We would have. Yeah. And like, you know, when I say, when we get to that point, like obviously I feel like they are going to have to raise the prices of, of DC fast charging until we get to that point. And then maybe we'll see them come back down and it'll be, yeah. and then the person that can only charge on a DC fast charger can come back into the game and would yeah. see it to be a better option for them because they, you know, it's not as expensive as a gas car anymore, yeah. but you know, like we said, I would much rather pay more money for it and have it work than pay less or pay nothing and have it not work. So let's talk about some of the annoyances that some old guards have with, uh, you know, that are have owned electric vehicles for a long time. And when they pull up to a DC fast charger and there are these vehicles charging there for an extended period of time. There's two incidents that we'll talk about, but one being, you know, no idle fees Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So is that a big problem? That's a huge problem. Yeah. Because especially as more and more people come onto the EV world and those chargers do get busier and busier, a car that's sitting there with no idle fees, like just sitting there taking up a working charger and one of the instances that, that you're talking about, it was in Grand Island, right? So it was Grand Island, Nebraska, and two of the chargers were not working. And then in the third charger, there was a, was it a bolt? What was it? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, anyway, a car that had been sitting there and had been fully charged and was idle for a long time. I yeah. don't remember what it was six or eight hours yeah I can't remember. hours yeah hours and then there was one more charger available and there was another rivian that pulled up and they were charging on the one and they were even charging on a slower speed than they should have been mm-hmm. um, because that this boat was sitting at a 350 charger idle for eight hours yeah <laughs> and uh the other two chargers weren't working so we ended up taking the charger out and charging and yeah. like there are going to be people be people that won't do that and we debated not doing it like we were like do we take the charge like do we just go yeah, take it felt it? like it was a some sort of violation on that vehicle uh, yeah person but you know i think it's gonna be a huge problem what do you think well so with that aspect the more you get newer ev people into the market like in my eyes i think it's gonna get worse yeah it is like unless if they charge idle fees mm-hmm. um and they have to yeah because let, let's say i'm just a and big bulky new person idle fees yeah it has to be real bad yeah uh let's say i'm new into the ev space and you know i'm just shopping at walmart or something like that and i don't really care mm-hmm. you know it's like and so i it's like, oh, this took a half hour, an hour longer than I thought. It doesn't really matter. But a half hour longer or an hour longer, even past, even if you're not accruing idle fees and you're just charging the last 10% of your battery and you could have unhooked to get your next destination or whatever it was, like that's taking a half hour from the person behind mm-hmm. you or an hour away from them. So then it's going to frustrate more and more people. So. Do you think there's a way to prevent people from 
like in the instances that you were just talking about though, where like they can go on, they can move on, they can make it to their next charger, but they're still charging up to that hundred percent. Is there a way to prevent that? I mean, probably not. The only yeah. way to do that is to have a lot of chargers. Yeah. A lot of chargers and a lot of knowledge. Yeah. You know, I mean, you don't leave your vehicle at a gas pump. I know. So that's where I, I it, don't fully understand that disconnect. Well, I, I somewhat this... do, I guess, because it doesn't take as long to fill up. Well, it doesn't take as long to fill up, but it's also like in a lot of places, especially, well, look at the signage, right? So the signage has started to switch to only while charging, blah, blah, blah. But for so long, it was EV parking only, EV park parking mm -hmm. only. So then people got it in their heads. Okay, I can park here just because I have yeah. an EV, even if I'm charging or not. So I don't fully understand that, but. Yeah. So, but yeah, to, to me, it, 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 people need to think about it more like a gas pump. As soon as you're done, move on, yeah. you know, but I think back to even that time we had the Tesla and we were in Springfield, Missouri going to Branson, you know, we were still at that museum, but the car was getting, getting to the point of where it was done to the point you know, that I needed to get it. And I was getting nervous because I'm like, this is, I shouldn't leave it there. And when I pulled up, there was one other vehicle there and I believe there was six chargers. So yeah. like the fact that I was even conscious of that mm -hmm. early on tells me that, I mean, most people should be, but they're not. Well, how long did it take us to even like want to block chargers that weren't working know, yeah. you know like i think we're pretty conscious about that the stupid midwest thing so hold on i better make sure that this is like not the school or something no okay <laughs> how long have we been okay so how long 37 so we can okay. go a little bit longer yeah so let's move on to what i think is another um thing that we can talk about and that is car companies offering free dc oh, fast yeah. charging so is that a problem? Will they continue to do that as a incentive to sell their vehicles? And, you know, if it is a problem, how do we educate people on the fact that it doesn't, it's not conducive to do that when you, it's free? You answer your own question first. I answered the last one first time around. So what do you think? Well, um, I don't know. Like people, once again, should just be considerate. That's, yeah. that's my thought. But also try to be a free thinker and whether people tell me something's free or not, like I look into it and try to figure out if I'm going to be affecting other people's lives. And, and so I wouldn't do that. And also the ease of charging at home is so easy. Yeah. And so I don't fully understand you're going to this place and charging for a half hour, 45 minutes to save in our estimation of how much we drive 50 bucks a month, if that. So I, I have one argument for you, which is, well, I'm going to preface it by saying that I do not think that a majority of companies should be doing that just because it's going to be taken advantage of and it's already on charging networks that are struggling yeah, that true. are having a problem because we had free supercharging on our Tesla Model X mm -hmm. and we would go to dinner and our ass yeah and our ass we would go to dinner because they had a restaurant 
in the Hy-Vee store. And so we would just go there for fun to go plug in the Tesla. That was for fun. And go. We didn't do it for free. Well, yeah, we didn't do it for it's free. We did it for fun. But yeah. we may not have done it as often had yeah, it true. not been free. So we we have kind of part partook in the in that. However, that being said, this was at a bank of six, eight. How many two superchargers are out there? Six, six Tesla superchargers. And we were probably usually the only person at that supercharger. to see someone. Yeah, like, we'd be like, oh, there's somebody there. <laughs> we'd get really excited. And if I fully believe that if we pulled up, and even if it was like three of them were full, we probably would have been like, eh, yeah. these might fill up while we're in there. We're not going to do it. Yeah. So I think that it, times are changing. And, you know, and there are so many more CCS vehicles now. Like, now I'm surprised when we pull up and there isn't somebody else at yeah. the CCS chargers. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's empty. The Tesla ones around here, I still, like, every time we pull up to that one, I still, like, maybe one other Tesla is there. Yeah. So I think there's a little bit of a difference there. And Tesla is providing free charging on their own charging network, yeah. which I think is a little bit of a different game as well, you know, because it's, it's all within the same mm -hmm. company, the same. So I think that's a little bit different than, you know, any old car company saying free charging to take this car is it a good incentive to get some people to switch over? Obviously, yeah. because people that have done no research on EVs whatsoever are Ooh. like, free gas, yeah. okay. Yeah. And so they make the switch, but, but the, I think it's the wrong way to go about it. Yeah, because they may get frustrated that they yeah. have to sit there for a half hour, 45 minutes to get and they don't know what it takes worth on, the gas. Yeah, they don't know what it takes to get to it, you know, on a road trip, they haven't done the research. They just saw free and we're like, yeah, I could save $250 in gas and... My car payment's paid for in gas, yeah, you know, they, like... You know, when you break the numbers down, in my eyes, the the real savings is just purchasing an electric vehicle and charging it at home. Yes. So that's where that the... should be sellable in itself, yeah. in my eyes. Yeah. Well, and even for someone that tows, you know, you go to your campground and you're already paying for the camp spot yeah, the, yeah. the the energy there and so you don't have to to pay additional when you're camping or whatnot mm -hmm. so there's there's little places but the fast chargers are not the place to be saving money with yeah. an ev no period I don't think so. end of conversation <laughs> yeah so to kind of bring this down okay what uh I don't know. Do you have a question? I asked all the questions. <laughs> um, I just feel like we got to bring it to an end. I know. I, how do you close this one out? How do you bring it to an end? I feel like this is a topic that we can continue to go on forever and ever because obviously we feel, okay, so here's the question. Like, would you, do you want to go back to Tesla because of the reliability or like, do you think people shouldn't be getting EVs right now because of the reliability? Like, how, what's your overall, you know, end point with this? Like, how do you, how do you 
what would you tell somebody? What advice would you give? <laughs> so it goes back to just what we're trying to communicate to everybody is you, know, you have to choose the vehicle that's right for you. So like in our situation where we do like to road trip, we do like to tow. Towing's a hard thing. So let's just exclude towing because I don't think that's the majority, majority of people. Yeah. So let's say that we are a family that likes a road trip though. If we are the all-electric family, meaning we have all-electric vehicles, um, I personally think it's perfectly fine to have a truck like the Lightning that is, you're charging at home all the time, or the Rivian charging at home, but then for a road trip vehicle, I do think, and if I'm talking road trip meaning 500 or more miles, you're going to have a way better experience with the Tesla mm -hmm. and it's you're it's going to be more enjoyable it's going to be easier switch so that that's the thing if you're not an all electric family like we are then i would say a Tesla if you want a road trip or if you don't want a road trip on the infrastructure that's currently there maybe you don't like Tesla or anything like that then that's going to be your hybrid or your gas or diesel vehicle. Mm -hmm. And then your, your one that you're driving, you know, less than a hundred miles away. So you can get there and back on a single charge and still charge at your house. Then that's the best option yeah. currently. And so I, I do not think you're going to have a great experience, unfortunately, on the public charging. I agree, but I have to... I have to say, though, even with, like, the hiccups and the problems that we've had on the CCS network, on the public charging, if the Lightning or the Rivian or whatever vehicle it is that's a non-Tesla, if it, like, excites you, like, if you love that vehicle, yeah. I don't think it's so annoying that it, it makes it so that you shouldn't get that vehicle. Yeah, that's probably true. Like, Especially if you're going out to your vehicle every day and you're excited to get yeah. in it and drive it. Because it's, yeah. it's annoyances. It's not the inability to be able to get somewhere. It's just annoying. Yeah, and if you weren't towing, yeah, you, you could always be charging. Just like the people when we were going out to Colorado and yeah. the Rivian, they were just charging every single charger, yep. which was a smart, smart. way to travel it's going to be slower yeah um and they weren't running their battery down super low mm -hmm. so they were able to make it to the next charger yep. if that one didn't work so that in that truck really excited those two people so yep. it was it was yeah so thinking about them mm -hmm. like specifically yeah that it excited them and they were excited to take it on this road trip we're okay with it taking uh, taking the slower route of charging higher in the battery pack and mm -hmm. and sitting there for a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. if you get excited about vehicles, I was talking about the practicality of it and you were talking about if it gets you excited, then you should. Yeah. So it's just a choice. It's just a choice to make because I think at this point we've all, most people have made it pretty clear in a Tesla, you're going to get there. It's not going to be a problem. It's going to be smooth sailing. It's going to mm -hmm. be easy peasy. Yeah. Like, it's not a problem anymore. Yeah. It's as reliable as a gas vehicle to get you on a road trip. Mm -hmm. CCS, it's not going to be as reliable. But if you can deal with some annoyances because the cars 
excite you, whatever car it is, you're not a Tesla guy, and the car, the truck, whatever it is, is like, man, I love this thing, mm-hmm. and you can deal with the annoyances, then go for it. Yeah, because I, I will go back to my favorite current road tripping vehicle is the Lightning. Yeah. Because it's so big, it's so quiet, like all of that. So, yeah. um, but I'm willing to deal with the annoyances, yes. but that's not for everyone. No, so. it's not. And we're not speaking to those people probably. So. No, those people are probably, but yeah. Anyway, hopefully you guys liked having a having us have a conversation. If you want to see more of these, let us know. Drop us a message. Drop us a comment. What yeah. do you want us to talk about? We love talking about this stuff. We can obviously go on and on about it forever. So, I mean, this is, we probably just need to start recording our conversations when we're in, like, on a road trip because we'll start talking about these things and yeah. have these deep conversations about all of this. And um, so we would love to talk about it more. So if yeah. you guys like this, let us know. Yeah, and if there's other topics that you would like us to cover, anything like that, I'm sure it interests us or we've already had the conversation. And yeah. So, let us know, and we are always what looking for people that enjoy yes. electric vehicles or even are coming into the electric vehicle uh, arena market, however you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we would love you on the, the podcast. Uh, just reach out to us, and yeah, we got some exciting people coming up that uh, on the podcast that we're yeah. excited about, and... If you like more of this, please let us know. I enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks for joining us today. See you guys. Thanks for listening. Find all of our show notes at allelectricfamily.com slash allelectricconversations. Be sure to connect with us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at All Electric Family. Find us on Twitter as All Electric Fam. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed this story, please be sure to share it and hit that subscribe button. Leave a review and help inspire others to hit the road. Until next time, stay charged.